This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. That's right. The best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. I'm John Solberg. Today's edition is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop, purveyors of highly sought-after, 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9-plus briskets, and they're always going to be hand-picked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for the past 15 years. Every week, they're shipping out competition-quality meats to many of the biggest teams across the nation. Simply put, teams who use The Butcher Shop win, and they win often. Hey, you're not a competitor, but still have an eye for the finer cuts in life. Great news, The Butcher Shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me, who aspire to be the kings and queens of the cul-de-sac. The Butcher Shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock, and again, always handpicked for you. You might be saying, John, all this sounds great, but what about some exotic stuff? Well, rest easy knowing The Butcher Shop can get your, your next camel roast or elk steak They're going to ship it out promptly. Yeah, camel. Let's review. The best competition briskets, check. The best pork selection, check. Giving you a better overall option to cook at home, check. So give the butcher shop a call today. 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Mention the Barbecue Central Show and they're going to give you 10% off your entire order. You can also get a hold of them on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. The Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australia non-crossbred Wylara 9 Plus Briskets. And this is what's going on in today's show. Greg's going to catch up with Candy Sue of Barbecuer's Delight fame. Talk a little pellets. Big B, new sound All right, 30 pay, uh, 38 past the hour, talking with Candy Weaver, KCBS president and owner of Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, which is what this segment's going to be about. Candy, thanks for hanging with me through the break here. So for the people that have been living under a rock, Candy, I mean, you've come to barbecue domination, obviously because you're a good barbecue cook, but you also have this little business called Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. I can actually find them in some specialty stores up here in Cleveland, so you know the word is getting out, the product's spreading like hot fire. Uh, how do you get into this business of wood pellets? I was born uh, into a pellet-making family, and... Um it's a family business. I am one of the owners of Barbecuers Delight with my two brothers. Um, my brother and my dad, who are both engineers, um, started uh, the core business up here in Pine Bluff, Arkansas in 1982. And we've been in business in the same location uh, ever since then. Has it- we, started, we started making wood pellets in uh, 1992. But before that, we took a... We took a byproduct from a paper mill and turned it into fuel cubes and sold them back to the paper mill. So 92 was when you got into making the actual barbecue wood pellets that you use in your cookers? Actually, it was probably more like, yeah, 92, 94, somewhere around there. 
All right, so how were pellets? You know, back, in, back in those days, there was only one, uh, maybe two pellet cookers out there. There was Traeger, of right. course, who had the patents and really kept everybody else out of it. And uh, Reliant made a uh, Reliant pellet stove made a, a little cooker called the Nomad Pelletmatic. I think it's weird as somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's weird whenever we use the date 1992 and then we say back in those days. That really scares me. I mean, I graduated high school in 92, so it it always seems weird when we go back to that day and say back in those days. Now, for the people that aren't aware, Candy, how does the pellet making process actually happen? Uh, We start off with sawdust, and, of course, part of making food-grade pellets is you start off with the best sawdust you can find uh, with as small an amount of bark as you can get, and you mix it all up and you run it through an extrusion mill, kind of like you'd make rabbit food. Uh, You can't make as many many pellets when you're running wood, but basically the principle is the same. Um, It's pressure and the heat generated by the, the, the pressure and the centrifugal force of the mill that you extrude the, the sawdust out through, um, through this dye, and the heat from the pressure makes the lignin, which is a natural component of the wood, uh, rebind the wood into a pellet. And it's about five times denser than natural wood. And this is the same process that you would use to create an applewood pellet or a hickory wood pellet or anything flavor wood wise exactly. like that. Hmm. Exactly. The only difference is what what kind of sawdust goes into the machine. In fact, my brother was the first to make a hundred percent hardwood pellet. Uh, prior to that, pellets were generally made out of softwoods, and um, um, even alder is a softwood. And nobody said said you can't make a hundred percent pellet out of any any species of wood. But he did it. He figured it out. Candy, let me ask you this question. This might seem a little self-effacing for you to answer, but I talk to a lot of pitmasters out there on the competition circuit, whether it be on this radio show, whether we're emailing back and forth kind of in private correspondence, and especially for the people that are using pellet cookers. Almost to a person, they say that the Barbecuers Delight wood pellets widely considered to be the go-to pellet for the competition guy and for the backyarder alike. Why do you think that is? What Can you point to anything specifically on why the Barbecuers Delight brand really consider, considered to be the head and shoulders above some of the rest? I think, I think we've been very, very lucky in that uh, we've, we've partnered and been um, – embraced by a number of the best cooks uh, out on the circuit, uh, starting with John Willingham from Memphis, Tennessee, and, uh, and his Wham Cooker. And um, it, it's just we've been very lucky, and we've always prided ourselves on treating customers like we'd want to be treated. If someone has a problem or, if, if, you know, I don't ask questions. I say, well, what can I do to make it right? And I do the best I can. I, I had a customer... One time, it was Wee Willie up in Minnesota, and uh, he he cooked on a wham, and he was having difficulties. He says, I, I just can't, it, it, you know, it, John says, it's the pellets, it's the pellets. And I said, okay, I'm going to send you a bag of every pellet we make. If you have a, the same problem with every pellet we make, it's not the pellets. And you go back to John, and you tell him he's got a problem with his cooker. Right. And sure enough, it turned out there was a there was a, a steel to steel binding issue going on. 
But that's just one example of the kind of things we do, that if someone's unhappy, we do our best to, to make it right. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show from Barbecuers Delight Wood Pallets. Candy, as, as you kind of do research on the internet and you see some companies are 100% hickory, 100% apple wood, for instance, and then you look on your bags, it's one-third of the fruit wood, it's two-thirds oak. Why do you mix like that, and is there a benefit to having a 100% uh, apple wood pellet or hickory wood pellet? Well, I was apple definitely not because um, all the apple I've used, it doesn't have enough BTUs to give you a good fire. And when you're burning pellets of the heat and the flavor in a pellet-fired device, you need consistent fire. Now, the new controllers and stuff that they do on all these machines, they'll, they'll boost and push more, more pellets through the fire to give you the temperature you want. But we found through all of our, our, our moving around, and trust me, I've burnt every kind of pellet we make. If it's a food-grade pellet, I've burned it through a pellet-fired device at some point in time just to see what it do. And there's been a lot of food I've thrown away because certain things just don't – you need the blend to kind of – to give you the good fire, to give you the consistent heat, to give you a good product uh, on your plate. So we know about all the traditional style barbecue hardwoods and the pellets that a lot of people use, whether it be in the backyard or on the circuit. But we're talking also savory herb and sassafras. How the hell do those even come up to manufacture? You want to find out a little bit? Eh, eh, eh. Sorry about that. Hey, you want to find out how those even came into manufacture and some more pellet info? Head over to the BBQCentralShow.com. Link in the show notes from today's show is going to take you to the complete episode. Give it a listen. Candy Sue Weaver, great pit master, very sharing and giving of knowledge. One of my favorite barbecue people indeed. Go check that out. While you're on the internets, check out the Facebook.com slash the butcher shop. Shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Order you up some camel. Let me know what you think about that. John, J-O-N John at the BBQCentralShow.com. And until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.